0: Okay, so it's a great privilege to hear Linda Weiss. Um, I'm trying to mind the last time you was here. It was probably pre, pre the COVID years, anyway. But uh, she always has brought, initially, I'm not sure she was still involved with us, it was goats that she was, we um, used to call the goat wifey. You mind that? Maybe I was behind your back. So Linda used to help us out here and minister when she was up as a guest. Oh, but she always comes. We are fresh. You say anointing, a fresh, free spirit, and sticks to the world, of oh Jesus as well. So, without further ado, can we get a warm FCC welcome to Linda? <clears throat> Bless you. I want to say, um, yeah, I just want to say a, a big thank you to everybody here who knows me. Um, I know some of you don't, but I want to say thank you to um, Fraserburgh Community Church for embracing me, embracing me with, with your hearts. When I was going through the toughest time in my life, I went through a very, very difficult season. I had to go through it. I'm glad I went through it, but it was very painful. And you, you were such a comfort. You were such a comfort to me and a blessing. And I just want to thank you for that. And <clears throat> it's such a privilege today to be with you because, you know, Kevin, you were saying about how you've been praying about, you know, God bringing a breakthrough and a This taking this church to a new level. Well, the words I've written here are this. Uh, God is wanting this church to enter a new season in God's calendar, building on the past season to go deeper and higher into the ways of God, into knowing him and knowing who we really are as his people. And I believe that... uh, I'm going to bring a challenging message today. But the message I'm bringing, although it's challenging, there is only one person who can fulfill it in us, and that is Jesus Christ by his Spirit. And all we have to do is to, number one, be honest before him today. He wants us to be honest before him. Because we all have issues. If there's no one in this room that has got there, well, I certainly haven't. And you know, the closer I get to the Lord, the more I'm aware of the darkness that is in me, the more I'm aware of my unworthiness because the light shines on our our darkness. But the Lord is wanting us to prepare ourselves to be that beautiful, spotless bride. He's coming for his bride very soon. And this is part of my message today. It's, it's going to be challenging, but it's not because he's there with a big stick. It's there because he wants a people who in this world represent him not only in power, but in character. He wants a people who are lilies and not thorns. And for that to happen, today we're going to have to face some scrutinizing, I think, of Holy Spirit in our hearts. But it's not condemnation. Repentance is beautiful because it brings us closer to God. And not only that, he's the only one. He's the only one that can change our hearts. We can't do it, you know. That's old covenant when Jesus entered the new covenant, it says this, whoa, it says, he, when he had perfected once and for all those who are being sanctified, once he had perfected once and for all those who are being sanctified, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. Every one of us in this room who confesses Jesus Christ as Lord, is already perfect in him. When he looks at each one of us, he doesn't see our mess, he sees perfection. But what we are doing is, the perfection is now, but not yet, if you know what I mean, because we are perfected, but we have to walk into it. We're working out our salvation, And as we walk with Jesus, as we yield with him, as we connect with him, and I have to tell you that connection is the most important thing. It's not what you do. It's who you are connected to day and night, night and day. Who are we connecting to? We can connect to the soulish realm, the realm of self, We can connect to that realm and move out of who we truly are. But God is wanting to, by the power of his Spirit today, to bring us to a new level where we are walking as children and sons of God in the Spirit. But he wants honesty from us today. Okay. So, it's very interesting. I've got a few things to talk about today. Um, But one of the things... It's very interesting. You know, God is in control. I didn't even know this when I was preparing this message. But we're at a time now where God is saying, I need my people today at FCC to look deep within their hearts. I want want this to be a time of introspection. Now, normally we're told not to look inward. But today I'm telling you, because I'm believing Holy Spirit is going to bring things to mind that are in our hearts that aren't right. I'm talking about things like these little foxes that spoil the vine. I'm talking about things like selfishness, where we put ourselves before the needs of others. I'm talking about slander and gossip I'm talking about jealousy. You know why we're jealous? You know why we're jealous, my loves? We're jealous when we don't know who we are. We're jealous because we don't know how precious we are to Jesus. We look at somebody else, we see them walking in this anointing, or we see them doing things that we're not asked to do. And in us, there is that we want to be seen, We want to be the ones up front. But actually, even the ones up front can't be up front unless Jesus is operating through them. None of us have any absolute, any right to be proud at all when we are standing in positions of authority, leadership. It is by the grace of God. And we need to be even checking ourselves even more. And I... I feel to say that if we are in leadership, then we need to stay closer to Jesus than the normal flock because we're gonna get battered. We're gonna get, get people abusing us. We're gonna get people saying things about us that aren't true. We're going to get abuse and gossip. We're gonna get people shouting at us. And you know what? The word that Jesus says, is, I want you to be like a lily and not a thorn. I want you to be like a lily and not a thorn. So FCC, I I really believe that God wants to do some business today in this place, but it is so that he can take us to a greater level of anointing. Now, over the last month or so, God's been speaking to me about a triple anointing. Put your hand up if you've heard of the triple anointing. Right. It was totally new to me, but it makes much sense, and I'm going to explain. It's completely biblical. David was anointed king three times. Okay? If you want the scriptures, I'll give you them. This, was, this message that I'm preaching now it's it's not all in my notes here, so it's God. God is wanting to anoint his people with a triple anointing. This anointing, he was anointed, remember, there is a, a threefold anointing, priestly anointing, the priestly anointing, where, first of all, we minister before God, as we minister in worship before God, as we spend time in worship before God, and this is for all of us, this is for all of us, this is so important now. Every single person, no matter how old you are, it doesn't matter about your age, you guys are gonna need this triple anointing for where God is gonna take you in the future. I'm telling you. Right, so. So what happens is, first of all, we are priests before God. That is number one. Priests before God, because as we are priests before our God, that is when we begin to ascend into the Spirit where we are seated. We are seated in the heavenly realms. We have to access that place, and that is accessed through worship and through the praise of Jesus and honoring Jesus in our lives. So we are priests before God. The second thing, the other other anointing is the prophetic anointing. As we are with God, it's like um, your pastor said this morning he was praying and he got a word of knowledge. This is the prophetic anointing that began to flow through um, Kevin as he was carrying out his priestly role first and foremost in prayer. He then got the prophetic anointing. And then comes after that comes the kingly anointing. This is the third anointing that we are now moving into as a church. This is the anointing where God is wanting a people that is so empty of self, that is so filled with the Holy Spirit, that is so on fire for him, a people that put relationship with him before platforms before ministry before themselves before their even own well-being he is wanting to build a people and only he can do that and he is saying I want this church I want this church to be a church where the kingly anointing is on display and let me tell you something else as well Today, I noticed, as I walked into the church, I was with some of the ladies, and the anointing was on me. But when we held hands, we were more, the anointing increased, did it not? Did it not, Jean? It increased because God is saying, you need each other. And I need you all to be functioning now as the body of Christ in a corporate anointing. It is the corporate anointing together that brings dominion over the powers of darkness. And the triple anointing is about entering in to taking over and having dominion over the powers of darkness. But it it will not be achieved by one person It will be achieved by the body of Christ. It will be a remnant. It won't be everybody, I know, because the cost is high. The cost is high. But it will be a remnant in this church that will say yes to Jesus, no to self, no to one's own agenda, for the sake of Jesus' will to be done. And when you work together in this corporate anointing, the walls, you're gonna see the, the powers of darkness, diminish that is the triple anointing David was was then crowned he was crowned first second and three times in the Bible and by the elders of Israel was the third time and he took dominion of Joshua didn't take the land David took dominion of more land than than Joshua had and that that is what God is saying to this church today so so I hope you're with me because I'm excited because I couldn't go into many churches and say this But yeah, okay, so where's my lovely young man at the back? Oh, he's there, his hand's raised. So, but there is a price, and now I'm going to give you the word of God now. Okay, so what do we have to do? So it's therefore... I'm reading from 1 Peter... You're all laughing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. It says. Can we move on to the next one now? Thank you. Then I'm going to verse 16. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Do you know when we signed up to Christ, there might be people in here who don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Well, I'm not going to make it easy for you to come to faith today. I'm not. Because when you sign up for Jesus, and I don't think this is preached often enough. When you sign up for Jesus, you're signing up for the best life that any, any worldly thing can offer us. It doesn't always feel like that. And I'll be honest, it doesn't always feel like that. But the truth of God's word is that it is the best thing that there is in, in, on offer. And the world pales into absolute insignificance. But we only get a revelation of the preciousness, of the glory, of the wonder of of who Jesus is, as we choose to take up our cross and deny ourselves on a daily basis. I have to say that. When we signed up for Jesus, we signed up for saying to him, I give you my life. I give you my life. And we start to walk with him. It is a process. And I'm telling you now, you mess up is there anybody in here that's never messed up on their walk with Jesus? Well, I've messed up more times than, than I even care to imagine. I, me- I mess up. But you know what? It's not about messing up. It's about whether when we mess up, our hearts are saying, I really want to be the person you want me to be. Help me to be that person because you can't do it. It's like what Paul said, that what I want to do, I don't do. And that which I don't want to do, I do do. Well, I I pray to that quite often. But Jesus has grace and love and mercy. He says, I understand your weaknesses. I understand. Don't let the devil condemn you. But you've got to. You've got to stay close to me. Stay deep, hidden in me. Rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. I believe, even though there are struggles, and I've been going through greater struggles of late really great struggles with my soul and with my flesh. And I've been saying to God, I am not giving up, not because I can do it, because you can. And that's what you've got to have the mindset I am weak but you are strong and I'm going to keep hammering heaven's door until this thing in my life that I know is thwarting. And it can be something like gossiping. Why do I keep gossiping? Jesus says, we're not to gossip. Jesus says, we're to owe no one nothing but to love them. We're to love This body of Christ is called to love, to be in covenant. When we've got issues against other people, we go to him. We say, yours is the power, yours is the greatness, and you are the one that will bring me through. When I see jealousy in my heart, and I do see jealousy in my heart sometimes, I say, that stinks, I hate it. I hate it, but I can't deny that it's there sometimes. So what do I have to do? I have to go to God. I have to go to God, and I have to say, help me. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to feel like this. You're the only one. It's all about him. It's all about him. You can do nothing. When he said in John 15, apart from me, you can do nothing, he means nothing. Okay. Now, there's something. I'm reading on. I'm reading on. Are you all with me? You still love me. There's something else I have to bring up, and it's been very strong on me. It then says, where are we? It says, this is it, show proper respect to everyone. Love the family. Love the family of believers. Uh, fear God and honor the Emperor. Now, oh Jesus, The Lord highlighted to me when I was preparing for this, that deep down in some of our hearts, deep down. You might not even be aware of it, but he showed me that there is anti-English sentiment. Deep, deep. We are one body. I feel this is so strong. I stand here. um, a A few months ago, I read a series of books on Ireland, another Celtic nation. And I come from Ireland. My family roots are in Ireland. And obviously, I'm English. But as I read these books about what happened in Ireland, I was and what the English had done, not all the English, but what the English monarchy and the government had done, I was so broken. I was so broken. And I knew that God was showing me the pain and the suffering that they had endured. And I said, well, what do you want me to do? I said, I don't know what to do. I said, I just feel for the Irish people and for my ancestors. And somehow... Uh, i i uh I was led to to uh to take communion on behalf of of my ancestors in Ireland on behalf of the people of Ireland that had suffered because of the injustice and it was absolutely appalling but humanity does this when humanity is not walking with god and so I just if you will allow me, I just want to pray. I I stand here and I can just say, you know, I know what, I know some of what happened, that um, the Scottish people were moved out of their villages, and my God, that breaks my heart. That breaks my heart. But there's nothing I can do about it. Apart from say, we, church, we can't harbour anti. English sentiment as the body of Christ we can't and I'm just going to pray right now I pray Lord because some of you have had ancestors directly that have suffered through this but I pray God for your healing now I pray that that which has held people captive in unforgiveness, even though they might not be aware, I pray you break it now by the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that we will have hearts like Jesus that are free of unforgiveness and bitterness. Let there be no root of bitterness because of what happened, whether it be through another nation, whether it be through another person, let there be no bitterness now. Father, come with your healing balm. Come, Lord Jesus, I pray. And may you rid us. May we as the body of Christ speak a different narrative, display a different narrative than the, than, than, than the narrative that is sometimes displayed against the English. Deal with us, Lord. Give us your grace. Give us the ability to forgive. I pray. Fill us with your love. I'm looking. I'm looking now. I've said this before in this place. I'm looking now. The Lord had me dressing in red, white, and blue today. I wasn't even going to come in red, white, and blue, but I'm looking up there, and you've got the the the, the United Kingdom flag. And the cross is there. And I remember him saying that revival will not come until there is unity in the United Kingdom, in my body. Forget about the rest of the nation. Forget about what everybody else is doing. It's about the body of Christ. We're the ones that count. We are the ones that carry the governmental authority on our shoulders. But it will be blocked if we are not walking in forgiveness. So I'm just leaving that with you now. Um, I'm sorry. I hope I've not offended anyone. Um, you know, I have, I have come to love Scotland so much. The beauty, the majesty of God is here. The mountains and the lochs and everything. I, I've, I've just seen this week with, and it's just, just left me speechless because I've seen God in it. Let God be seen through this church and forgive the wrong that we did to you as my people did to you. I I can't say any more than that. Yeah, this, so let me just... Um, all right, that's okay. Leave that off now. That's okay. I think I've said enough about that. I just want to, how much longer have I got? How much longer? Hmm? Okay. All right. This is just just what I want to show you. you know. It's very interesting. I'm going to finish with this, actually. Some of you know about Israel and you know about God's calendar. Some of you might not know about. There's a different calendar to our Gregorian calendar, and it's the calendar, it's the calendar of God. It's the Hebraic calendar. Now, I didn't know this, that when I was preparing this message, that we were in what is known as the month of Elul in Hebrew. But what, this is what struck me. When I was reading about the month of Elul, the month of Elul is about looking inside ourselves it's about getting back on the right it's about preparing ourselves for the feast of trumpets for yom kippur and then for tabernacles now the feast of trumpets begins next friday but the month of elul is a time when we get ready to listen to what god is going to say to us That we need to readjust in our lives so that when Tabernacles arrives, we will be ready to enter into the new Hebraic year because in the calendar of God, the new Hebraic year starts also in September, not only after Passover. And Tabernacles is a sign of the glory. It's a sign of the Holy Spirit coming and we are people who are either moving in cycles of ever increasing glory or we are moving in cycles where we are on the same cycle of destruction the whole time. In other words, we're not moving with God. And if we're not moving, we're we're not in a good place, are we? But God is saying, use this time, all of you, use this time To come to me. He's saying, I long to see your face. Oh, my dove, oh, my beloved in the cleft of the rock, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice because your face is lovely. He says this to every one of us. I love each one of your faces. Even the boys, I love your faces. Jesus loves your faces and Even when we don't think, when we look in the mirror, you know, and we're thinking, oh, this face. Jesus says, I love your face. I want to see your face. Now, in order for someone to see your face, you've got to be quite close. He wants you up close and intimate with him. Because that is the place where you will then get ready to be carrying this greater anointing. It's the place where character transformation happens without you even realizing. Because as we behold him, we become. And that is something that this, it's very interesting. I'm bringing this message today about how we've got to look inside. What do we need to get rid of in our lives? What do we need to add to our lives in God in order to move? for this place of breakthrough that Pastor Kevin's talking about. So I want to encourage you with that. God is calling us to a greater level of glory. And with a greater level of glory, there is a greater level of responsibility. And let me just say, if you're not feeling the fire, if you're not feeling anything, and you're feeling complacent, apathetic, let's be real, sometimes we do, what you need to do is you need to ask for the fire. Ask, he says, you don't have because you don't ask me for it. Yes, I spoke with someone today who said, my relationship is, mm -mm, no, but God's saying, ask me because I love you. I want to give you more ardour for me, more enthusiasm for me. You're not asking and that's why you're not getting because everything begins and ends with him. And then my final thing to say is this, you know, I told you about the corporate anointing. You know what corporate means? I've got to just get this. This, this. this triple anointing is about corporate anointing. The church is only as strong in its corporate anointing as much as each individual is walking in their anointing. Do you know what I mean? So each individual in this church has a responsibility to walk in the anointing that God has placed upon them and not to allow anything to to hinder that. The corporate anointing, it means, corporate means to form into a body, to form into a body. And that's what Jesus wants. He's the head. None of us in this room are the head. Sometimes we might act like we're the head, we might behave like with the head, but let me tell you, Jesus is the head. And it's time to come under his headship and his leadership now. And then we are gonna see a breakthrough. We're gonna see a breakthrough. I just wanna just ask the Lord if there's anything else I just need to mention. Is there anything else, Lord? Hmm. I'm sure there was something else, just one more thing. Just let me just walk. (laughs) Is there anything else, Lord? Saka the Ah, yeah. Just want to say this. Right. Ah, two things. What does repentance mean? Can anybody tell me what repentance means? The true meaning. Yes. Repentance means to turn away from something and to step onto well, in Jesus, it's to step onto the right path. It's to turn away and get on the right path. It's your invitation today by the Lord to turn away and to get onto the right path with your heart. Sometimes, I want to encourage you, sometimes your actions follow the desire of your heart. Do you get that? So you might want to, you might decide, I am not gossiping anymore. I am not going to say negative things. I'm not going to be sharp with my husband. I don't want to be like that. You're going to slip up. You're going to slip up. But do you know what? As you, together with the Lord, keep a short reign and you say to him, Lord, I, I, I slipped up there, but my, heart, it's your heart he wants to see. If you've got the attitude, oh, I don't, I don't care. That's who I am. I'm, If you've got that prideful attitude, he can't do anything with it. So I want to give you freedom. I don't want any of you to be under condemnation because we're all a work in progress. The other day he said to me, because I was having a bit of a time with the enemy, unfortunately I gave him room to bring me under condemnation and the Lord said to me, Linda, I'm not looking for perfection. I'm looking for progression first. Every progression we make brings us nearer to perfection. Yeah, but I like perfection. But unfortunately, I'm so far from perfection But thank God I have a God who loves me anyway. (laughs) And I know some of you are probably perfectionists too. You want it all now. Well, I do. Well, it ain't like that. It's a lifelong walk, yeah? And the other thing I just want to leave with this, another question What was the final command that Jesus gave us before he was crucified? Yes. And then, all will know that you are my disciples. Isn't that right, darling? Yeah, thank you so much for that. Jesus' final command was, love one another. I want you to think about this. As I as I have loved you. Love one another as I have loved you. Then, then, the world will know you are my disciples. And do you know why? Do you know why? They will know you are his disciples when you love one another as he has loved you. Because in order to love one another like he loves, we have to go in the presence and receive that love. Because it's not possible without Jesus. We have to, some of us, spend more time with Him, being softened and being loved by Him, breaking down all the, those hurts and those walls. We need more time with Him, less doing and more being. Yeah more of a Mary than a Martha, but it will, I tell you, whoa, out of that overflow, the results will be amazing, and they will be restful without striving. So I want to thank you for listening. I hope I've encouraged you, and I hope the message was something that struck you. Bless you all. Now, I am going to, I, if somebody, I don't know, but I would like to give people the opportunity, if they wanted to do business with God, it, would that be all right? Um, I don't know if you, um, if somebody could play anything beautiful. Gilbert, lovely. <laughs> You're, it's beautiful what you do anyway. And if you feel that the Lord, if you feel that you want to come to the front to make a, A declaration before God, Lord, I want to be the woman or the man that you created me to be. I am perfected. I want to walk in that perfection. I acknowledge that I need your help, but Lord, I'm serious. If you want to make that today, that commitment to God, he will honor that. He will honor that. And I'm just going to pray, Lord, honor, honor them, honor whoever is sincere. Honor us, Lord. We are so desperate for you. We might not even know it, but we are. We're so desperate for you, God. So I pray for every brother and sister that comes out today that you will meet with them in a deep way. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen.